Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by two special guests, David Wenzel and David Van Doe. David Wenzel is an actor and a producer, and David Van Doe is an executive producer. David Wenzel has been in shows like All My Children, Another World, and Evil Lives Here. So we're going to be talking to them today about the new project that they have coming up and the new film that's out right now. So double David, thank you guys for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you. Well, why don't you guys just start off by giving everybody kind of a little bit of background about yourselves. Sure. I'll let David Van Doe start. Well, I've been in the theater all my life, been a writer uh, performer, singer. I've also produced and directed, and I've worked both here in the United States and uh, in Europe on different projects. Mostly, though, I spent my adult write life as a writer. I write plays, do adaptations, ballet scenarios, musical theater pieces translations, you name it. I've done a little bit of everything. But it seems as if my entire life, without my knowing it, has been preparing me and focusing me to do this project, this film, which we call Hamlet slash Horatio, which is a unique take on the Hamlet story as seen through the eyes of his confidant and close friend, Horatio. We'll talk about that more, but uh, that tells you a little bit about me. David has a much more extensive resume. Yeah, I don't know much more extensive, but I, I started out actually as um, in Massachusetts. I was a martial artist. Um, I competed on the New England circuit and then uh, the national circuit in full contact. But in the interim of that, I was also dancing in clubs, uh, ended up getting uh, uh, contracts to work on MTV as a background dancer for some hip hop groups and, and, and did that for a while and got really bored with that and decided to pursue a career in acting and ended up going to a, a model and talent uh, competition down in North Carolina where I met David Van Doe who inspired me and gave me an opportunity to move to New York to pursue it further. And and with his tutelage on top of studying acting in New York city, I ended up, um, you know, being blessed to work on a lot of television shows, uh, film, TV, soaps, uh, Hollywood films, did some films with Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins and and some high level names and then some not so high level names. So it's been a, a accumulation of a, you know, a lot <laughs> in a short period of time. Well, what's your guys' favorite actors? You mentioned that you've worked with a lot of names. What's your guys' favorite actors that you have worked with? Um, David's got a pretty impressive list too. 
by the way. But um, I, I would say personally for me as a young actor, and I had the opportunity to uh, do stand-in work and light second unit photo double work for Brad Pitt. And I would say um, those years were pivotal to me, even though at the time my ego was like, uh, I shouldn't be a stand-in for no one. They should be standing in for me. But um, <laughs> he was a great guy and, um, and opened up, you know, a lot for me in terms of educational wise and things that led to inevitably becoming a really good producer. So I, I would say at the top of the food chain would definitely be him. That's probably those years were probably the most wonderful experience working with someone on that high level because he was nurturing. He was, he was caring and he was just honest, you know, um, there are some that I, I could do without, but that's like anything in this world. Well, Mr. Vando, tell us about your favorite actor that you've worked with. Well, I would say one of the favorite, one of my favorite actors I've known was Zero Mostel. He was an, an exceptionally gifted man, tremendous sense of humor and timing, intelligence, and also a, a, a painter as well. Remarkable man. And... Uh, I got to know him when I was just a young man. He influenced my life in many ways. His attitude towards the theater and his ethics towards the theater were uh, a guiding light to me. Well, tell us about the new film that's out. And, and also, David, talk about your film that's going to be coming out or your show that's going to be coming out. In, in the fall on ABC. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, that that's actually a, 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 a docudrama series produced by the team 20, uh, 2020. It's, a, it's actually about a, a serial killer that murdered two of his wives. So um, it's called um, Wild Crimes. It's crimes that take place in, I guess, a wilderness setting. But I play Harold Henthorne, who's based on a real guy who was put away for those murders. And that I don't have a date. I thought it was sometime the end of August, early September, um, but it will be prime time on ABC television network. But um, and all those little projects are great. I wouldn't call it a little project, but <laughs> Hamlet Horatio has been accumulation of over 20 years of a collaboration with David Vando and myself. It started in early Genesis or early stages um, on the stage when I was working as an actor and ended up doing subsequently eight to nine different performances off Broadway in New York city. And we were finding that we were having tremendous success. So we kept reworking the script and cre uh, creating uh, uh, new interpretations that kind of were, we didn't know at the time was the groundwork to getting us to a cinematic place with the film. We had felt like we had taken it to a, uh, as far as we could in terms of reachability on the stage. And it was time to put it somewhere for more volume of an audience to be able to kind of take in this interpretation, which is not the stereotypical RSC version of Hamlet. It has a lot of components in it. And, and David and I were very adamant about making it, you know, fresh, new, and understandable for all audiences, whether you have a Shakespeare background or not, whether you've read Hamlet or not, you know, you should have, you know, no problem following the storyline and picking up what's going on. And, you know, 
and, and removing the, the stigma from, you know, bad English teaching to being kids being forced to read Shakespeare and um, having <laughs> pretty bad experiences, at least more so in America than I would say uh, in the UK or worldwide. Because I, I think last I read the average, the average reading level in this country is that of a fifth or a sixth grade not to impugn upon our, our educational system, but I think, you know, America is something that wants fast food and fast movies. And, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to get them in, to watch a film that kind of challenges, I won't say challenges the intellect because this, this film more challenges, you know, the spiritual existence of us because all the characters in this piece have a spiritual fight that they're all dealing with, especially the, what we have chose to do guide the film through the eyes of Horatio, which is that quintessential meaning of life and death. Um, is it better to be here? Is it better to be on the other side? And then also him exercising this Q&A thing going back and forth with his best friend about, you know, this guy supposedly murdered my father. Should I murder him? <laughs> is this spirit of heaven? Is this spirit of hell that has come to give me this information? It's a lot of kind of that going on. I hope that answer the question in a nutshell. I know I kind of rambled on a little bit, but I just, the main point for me personally is making sure that the audience understands that, you know, this is something that you will certainly understand. This is something that uh, is relevant in terms of today's society and yesterday's society and any future society. Aside from all technology, the one thing that will not go away is the fact that from ashes we were born, from ashes we will return. What is in between those ashes? On the other side, we're going to figure it out. We're going to find out, I should say. Whether you believe or not, you're certainly going to find out. Absolutely. You got any comments about that, Mr. Vando? Well, from the very start, Dave and I were taken by the spiritual level of the story of Hamlet. All of Shakespeare's plays work on multiple levels, a historical level, a social, a psychological, sexual, uh, you, you name it. They're, all those levels are there. But ultimately, it's the spiritual level which transcends the others and leads us to the core of the moral the moral of that particular piece. All of Shakespeare's plays have their morals to them, you know, as if like a medieval play, something out of the Bible. And so it is in the case of Hamlet. What we wanted to do, we wanted to take this four and a half our drama and use the story of Hamlet and reduce the text to the format of a, a very tight, tight film. And one of the things we wanted to do is to make this especially for younger audiences and for the, one of the first times ever the Hamlet and Horatio are really age-appropriate characters. 
They're supposed to be students at the University of Wittenberg together, which means they're college age or should be. But in most, if not all, major dramatic stagings of the play, the actors are the youngest, the late 20s, early 30s or 40s. Some even in their 50s or, or more have, have played the role of Hamlet. And it changes the whole concept of the piece because somebody that age, an adult of that age, shouldn't be disturbed with what his mother remarrying his, after the death of his father and marrying his uncle and things like that, which to them was incest in those days, he should be married with his own family and children. But to have Hamlet played by an 18 or 19 year old, that's very different. Young men of that age are much, much closer to their mother. And one of the very important dramatic lines is, Hamlet's relationship with his mother throughout this play. And as a result of this younger, tighter relationship, it changes the dynamic of the piece greatly. And it makes it more believable and more relatable to a younger audience. One of my students, because I'm a teacher at the New York Film Academy, and uh, many of the main actors, the Hamlet, Horatio, and Ophelia, are all former students of mine that I taught Shakespeare to at the, at the Academy. So we have this wonderful relationship and we wanted an audience to be able to relate, young artists be able to relate to these young actors. And one of my students who saw the film in his early stages told me how much he liked it. And he said, you know what? My grandmother loved it too. So it's just not for young people, obviously, but we've made a special effort to draw in that audience so they can benefit from the richness of Shakespeare's language and storytelling. And as David Wenzel said, I've carefully edited, very carefully edited the, the text so that archaic uh, old English words have been replaced by words that are understandable today and the film plays like any other play. You're, you're not going to be asking yourself, what does that mean? As the, the film un, un, unfolds. So both David's spirit and my spirit were very moved by this level of the meaning of Shakespeare. And we put our hearts and souls into the making of this film. 
Well, David, I know you've worked on one of my favorite shows, Evil Lives Here. So tell us what you did in that show and what it was like working on that show. That's one of my favorite shows on Investigation Discovery. It's a great, it's a really great, it was a really great show, really great crew and stuff. Um, that, that episode, I believe, was a few years ago. And I played, I believe, the nephew of the murderer. So there, it, was, it was a couple of scenes that I had some compelling information to move the investigation onto, a, you know, an, uh, a new uh, transition in terms of really um, locking in and getting um, getting their guy, so to speak. But I've done several, a lot of, I've done like 18 different Discovery ID shows. I, I did, um, oh God, uh, what was it? Who Killed Jane Doe, where I played a lead detective investigating a murder in the 50s. I did Extreme Forensics, where I've been played several, um, you know, CSI kind of analysis kind of tech guys and stuff like that, which are fun. They're great jobs. They're great gigs because Discovery, Discovery does this great job with uh, narrative and docudrama and bringing in actors to be able to kind of do a reenactment to, you know, create that dramatic thrust. So that was fun, though. <laughs> I think they said that's the top three of the Discovery shows in terms of, of uh popularity absolutely what was your guys favorite film that you worked on and we talked about your favorite actors but what about your favorite directors that you work with for me i remember and i don't really think at the time i understood the presence that i was in although i learned a lot it was um it was, it was Devil's Own, this film Devil's Own, um, that I, I, one of the second, I think it was the second film I worked on, but it was, um, the director was Alan Bakula, but the cinematographer had more of an influence on me because it was Gordon Willis, who in the time I didn't know, because being young and naive and should know, you know, he did the Godfather movies. He was the cinematographer on those and, you know, obviously an Oscar winning um, cinematographer and you know, that educational being in front of the camera and watch him, you know, depict light movement and lens was pretty incredible. Um, Martin Brest was a good, a good director to work with. Uh, I'm, I'm, he did a scent of a woman that was meet Joe black, but I'd have to say other than that, the Cohen brothers are really thorough filmmakers. Uh, I did burn after reading and they, Man, you know, we never went over an eight-hour day. That's how organized they were. I mean, overtime is a rarity on a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> well, my very favorite director that I worked with was the great Italian director, Franco Zeffirelli. Besides doing Shakespeare, live productions of Shakespeare also made some wonderful, wonderful films, uh, including The Hamlet with Mel Gibson, and uh, Taming of the Shrew, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. But my favorite of all his Shakespeare films was Romeo and Juliet, which is one of the most gorgeous films of any kind I've ever seen. And a wonderful, wonderful adaptation of the script using age-appropriate actors, I might add. Aha, where did I get that idea from for the, our Hamlet? Well, of course, I got it from Zeffirelli and his Romeo and Juliet. 
So uh, I owe a debt of gratitude to Mr. Zeffirelli. He was a brilliant man, and I, I got to work with him at the Metropolitan Opera House. He did some stunning, stunning productions there that I was a part of, and I always learned so much by watching him. I tell my actors at school, listen and watch closely when I'm working with one of your fellow actors in class, because you can learn as much or more by observing as you sometimes can by doing. So sometimes it's very important for us as artists to keep our eyes open and our mouths shut and be good observers. Mm. Zephyrly is in a class of his own. You guys want to talk about any more upcoming projects that people need to know about that you have coming up? I think um, for us right now, most importantly is um, being able to have these interviews to, to discuss our film here. Cause we're just in the early stages of the film and you know, it, as an independent film goes, it's, you know, very difficult when you're fighting a Hollywood machine that has millions and millions of dollars of marketing. So having the opportunity to be on a show, Curtis, with you gives us an opportunity to reach out to your viewers and encourage them to, you know, take a shot and rent the film and see it. It's certainly not an expensive night. <laughs> it's a $5 night on Amazon. And, uh, and, and I know for a fact, you'll be highly entertaining. You might even be moved and inspired. Um, so, I mean, I think right, right now, before we jump onto other projects, so to speak, in the producerial side, you know, it's really about getting the word out and really letting people know that, you know, whatever your preconceived notions are, whether you're 13 years old or you're 103 years old, whatever you've been taught of Shakespeare, whatever has turned you off, it is our hope and our belief that this film will actually turn you back onto the genius of Shakespeare. And it certainly won't bore you. Well, this has been quite a journey for David and I. This is the first time we've worked together on a film. David has much more experience in film and television uh, than I do. It's been an unbelievable experience. We did this project because our hearts and our souls dictated that we must do it. Uh, we got the money together, barely. But we got enough money to make the, do the project. Will we ever make the money back? I don't know, we might, but that wasn't the intention of doing this film. It wasn't to make money. It was to express ourselves, to share, to share with audiences what we had fallen in love with about Shakespeare and this play. And I'm still stunned by the reaction, the initial reaction to this film. Some of the reviews have been absolutely glowing. Uh, we submitted the film to a number of film festivals. And at this stage, 
We won seven best film in seven film festivals all over the world. The last one was just a, two or three weeks ago, was from Russia. Never expected to win a film festival in Russia. My God, I said to myself, what, what, what are people seeing in, 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 in this film that we've done that, 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 that is creating such, such a reaction? And I thought about it. And it came to me just a week or so ago that people are responding to this film in such a way is because this is a perfect film to help lift your, yourselves, body and soul out of the pandemic mode of death. Absolutely perfect. Now Shakespeare, throughout his career, was affected by the plague, the Black Plague hitting London every two or three years. And when it came, it hit hard and had to close all the theaters. No group gatherings of any kind. And one year the plague hit so badly that 30% of the population of London died. Mm -hmm. That would have been the equivalent of two and a half million people dying in New York a year and a half ago. Imagine that. So Shakespeare wrote on the influence of that shadow of death. And he obviously had that in mind in writing plays like Hamlet to show how we as humans, our souls can transcend death. Yep. And that's the main message of this film. And we had no, no conscious choice in doing this because of the pandemic, the pandemic hit us very badly too, but we were fortunate that our film was already finished so that the pandemic, during the pandemic, we worked on the post-production of the film and we could do that virtually. I still haven't met the composer, <laughs> the composers, we still haven't met. But spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, we're very close, even though we've never met. And the score is gorgeous. The editing and the music alone are, are worth any film buffs viewing of, the, of, of this project. It's so, it's, it's so stark and, and, and well, well done. Yeah. And the actors under the direction of Paul Warner are absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. People leave the, the theater saying, for the first time ever, I, under, I finally understand 
Hamlet. Mm -hmm. Now I understand Hamlet. Well, that's what we try to do, to make a wide audience understand, really understand Hamlet, not get lost in the verbiage or right. a, a lesson at, at, in school, but get lost in the beauty of the story and a very beautifully filmed film. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me and remind all of my listeners to please be sure to follow, rate, review, watch the films, and definitely share this episode after listening. Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. In closing, can you guys give us some contact information, websites? How do we keep up with you guys on social media and all that? Yeah, yeah. So the film, you can definitely uh, comment and keep up with us. You can get the film on Amazon Prime Video. And you just leave a comment. And you can leave a comment as well. Um, and all you do is just put Hamlet backslash Horatio or Hamlet Horatio director Paul Warner or any of our names. It should pop up. It's also on iTunes. It's on Apple TV. It's on Google Play as well. And it's on uh, YouTube pay-per-view. It's also currently on DirecTV. It will be launching on Voodoo September 1st and Saturday, um, August 21st at 8.30 p.m. It's the Chain Theater in Midtown Manhattan. If you just go to the Chain Theater, you can actually purchase a ticket and watch it live on the big screen. It's in the Chain Theater Film Festival as well. So there's plenty of, of platforms and we certainly definitely need your support. Um, for myself, you can follow me through David Wenzel, uh, com, And the film, the film website is HamletHoratio.com and all the updates are there as well. So again, thank you so much, Curtis, for the opportunity to reach out to your audience. It was a, a blessing to be with you and I can't thank you enough for this opportunity for us to share our life work with your audience. Amen. <laughs> Mr. Vandell, would you like to give us some contact information? Uh, my only social contact is through Facebook. And I, I send out global periodic uh, updates on the, on the uh, progress of this film, Hamlet Ratio, and I will be doing uh, the same with any future product, uh, products I work on which is just David Vando. Literally, you can't miss it. You'll see him, you know, his little Shakespeare look in his photograph and it'll, it'll pop up New York and with Horatio and everything. Well, David Wenzel and David Vando, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Curtis. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, Stay focused on living the dream.